We have to prepare ourselves every single day to be in the presence of the Lord. And when you prepare yourself, you say, well, how do you prepare yourself? Well, pray, read, wait, meditate. Take every opportunity to share the gospel with someone if you want to see them in heaven. Our job is when the people see our lights, our lives, they can come to know Christ. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us as Raul concludes our series in Acts with a final look at the Apostle Paul's inspiring, unshakable faith. Surviving a shipwreck and then enduring years in prison, Paul remained steadfast in obedience to the Lord, boldly sharing the gospel at every opportunity. Stay with us for encouragement to follow Paul's impressive example of devotion. Here's Raul Reese in Acts chapter 27. He says in verse 18, And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day we lightened the ship. They started throwing cargo overboard. So this is real serious now. And one third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. So completely stripped the ship. Everything that needed to be out of the ship, they threw it out. And now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, he says, no small tempest beat on us. All hope that we would be saved was finally given up. They came to the end. Now we don't know what's going to happen. We give it up. When you're going through these tempests in your life, when you're going through these storms in your life, you come to a place where you say, you know what, I give it up. But did you know those are the best times? Because God can say, now I can help you. Now I can work in your life. But as long as you're trying to keep it together and you're not bringing it to the Lord, Paul already warned them. And you're trying to do your own thing and say, well, I don't really need God at this particular time. I'm gonna, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to handle it together. All of a sudden, everything begins to cave in. And finally, you say, you know what? There is no hope. Okay, Lord, I surrender. Now, what do you want to do? The Lord brought them to this place where they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't do nothing. They are done. Verse 21. But after a long abstinence, they start fasting from food. Then Paul stood up in the midst of them and said, I love this. Men, you should have listened to me. <laughs> Didn't I tell you so? And not have sailed from Crete. And then cure this disastrous of loss. Look what's happened to us. And now I urge you to take heart. Listen to me. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. He brings, notice, reassuring words to them. You guys, everything is going to be okay. But you have to do what I tell you. Verse 23. For there stood by me this night an angel, notice, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. So we see here the Lord's protection. We see here Paul's witness. He serves the Lord. 
And then here the angel that is there speaking to, that spoke to Paul, we see that he says, I belong and whom I serve. The great testimony that Paul had, his great confidence was not on the angel, his great confidence was in the Lord. The Lord was going to do a work at this particular moment. To be a witness to the actual centurion and to those that were going to Rome to be tried. Saying, verse 24, I love this. Saying, do not be afraid. What was her problem? They were fearful. Hey, have faith. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Notice that. And therefore, take heart, man. For I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. You guys, you can count on what I told you. These are the very words of God that is given to me. His faith in God. God tuned in with Paul. Paul was tuned in with the Lord and his lordship. And he's been spending time with the Lord as these guys were struggling and these guys were striving. Paul had been before the Lord and the Lord said, Paul, this is what I'm going to do. I want you to go tell them. You're not going to go down. If you listen to what I have to say, you're going to be okay. You may lose ship, but you won't lose your lives. And he goes on. Verse 26. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Notice. And now when the 14th night had come, we were driven up and down at the Adriatic Sea. And at midnight, the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land. So they feel like, hey, well, I think there's an island over here. And it says, and they took soundings and found it to be 20 fathoms, 120 feet. And when they had gone a little further, they took soundings again and found it to be, what, 15, 90 feet. So it's getting shallower and shallower, which means, hey, pretty soon we're going to heat the rifts. He says, then fearing less, we should run aground on the rocks. They dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for the day to come. Notice it brought them to their knees. Notice that. It brought them to their knees. And pray for a day to come. We want to see what's going on. And then he says, And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, they're getting ready to jump overboard. Listen. And when they had let down the skiff or the lifeboats into the sea under the pretense of putting out anchors from the prow, they're getting ready to escape. And Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Whoa. If you jump board, you're not going to be saved. Paul is saying, as long as you guys stay with me, man, the Lord is with us. Nothing's going to happen. The boat may go down, but your lives will be saved if you do what God said to do. Verse 32. And then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the skiff or the lifeboats. Notice, they cut them off and let it all far off. So now they don't have lifeboats. God wants to bring you to where you don't have anything to trust in, but in Him, only in Him. And as day was about dawn, Paul implored them and all to take food. You guys, eat your last meal because you're going to need it. Today is the 14th day. You have waited and continued without food and notice and eat nothing. So now he says, therefore, because of this, 
I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival, since not a hair will fall from your head of any of you. He gives him the assurance. You guys, nothing is going to happen to you. If God is for us, who can be against us? Think about that. If God is for me, who can be against me? And Paul convinced these guys, you guys, my Lord, my Savior has told me this. I'm not just blowing wind here. Hey, if you have done exactly what you've been told, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to perish. You are going to live. And when he had said these things, he took bread. And now what are they going to do? They're going to have communion. Isn't that cool? He took the bread, he gave thanks to God in the presence of them all, and when he had broken it, he began to eat. Love that. He began to eat. A witness to all these that are here before him. And then they were all encouraged and also took food for themselves. So they start eating, they start straining themselves. 276 followed Paul's advice. They ate. And the ship was going to go down. Notice again, up to 600 people they would actually maintain. But here he says again, And then all we were 276 persons on the ship. So when they had eaten enough, they were full. They lightened the ship, threw out all the wheat into the sea, so they're getting rid of all food. And when it was day, they did not recognize the land. But they observed a bay with a beach unto which they planned to run the ship into possible. And when they let go of the anchors and left them in the sea, meanwhile loosing the rudder or the ropes, they hoisted and made sail to the wind and made for shore. So here they are in paddle boards. Man, they're moving on. And by striking a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground into stocks, and prow stuck fast and remained immovable. Now it's standing still. And the stern was being broken up by the violence of the waves. So the waves are breaking the ship apart. And then he says, and the soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners. You see, the Romans didn't want to lose any prisoners, so the best way to do is to get rid of them, to kill them. Unless any of them should swim away and escape. But the centurion waiting to save Paul, notice that, kept them from their purpose and commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to the land. So he's allowing out to jump ship, but he's with Paul the apostle. And the rest, some of boards, some parts of the ship. And so it was that all, they all escaped safely to the land. So here we see God's protection, God's love, God's grace, God's mercy. Just as Paul had said, because God has spoken to him, what did God do? He kept his word and brought him to shore safe. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're committed to galvanizing your faith walk with the guiding truth of God's word. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for an array of resources, including Rawls' four-part study of the Holy Spirit. Now back to more of our study in Acts. And then he goes on. We see here in chapter 28, the last chapter, beginning with verse 1. 
And now when they had escaped, the story continues. Then they found out that the island was called Malta. Now, this is pretty cool because Malta was not only a small island, about 60 miles from south of Sicily from Rome, 60 miles away. So they're hurting to this island. And the natives showed an unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. So they fell into this island. These guys came. They gave them not only something to eat, but they took them to uh, so they could sit around the fire and they could become dry. He goes on again. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks... And laid them on the fire. All of a sudden, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened to his hand. So here's a snake hanging by Paul's hand. And Paul doesn't freak out. So when the native saw the creature hanging on his hand, he said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he was escaped from the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. Notice. Now they're going to think he's a God. Watch. But Paul the Apostle goes like this. Just throws it away. He says he shook up the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. So they're watching him. What does Paul do? Again, by faith he takes a serpent. He casts away. He continues. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. It was a poisonous snake. But after they had looked for a long time, they're watching to see if he's going to die. And so no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said that he was a God. Not as now they want to worship him. And in that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us, entertained us, and courteously for all three days. Imagine, here God has his hand upon and all these guys. He already prepared the way for these guys to come to that island to be taken care of. And that's the way God operates. God is always one step ahead of each one of us individually. Tomorrow, we don't know what God has for us, but he has already prepared the way for you and me for tomorrow. It's so awesome to see that God operates that way. One thing I Chuck used to tell us, don't ever get ahead of God. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that when he stops, you stop. You don't want to be in front of him. You want to be always by his side, or you want to be behind him, following him, or let him carry you wherever he wants to take you. Because that's what he wants to do in our lives, always. And at this particular moment, Paul the Apostle knows that he is going to reach Rome. He wanted to go to Rome. God is taking him to Rome. No matter what anybody has said, Paul knows that he will be in Rome just in a few days. And then he said, verse 9, And so when this was done, the rest of those in the island who had diseases also came and were healed. See, God brought Paul to this island so that he could do miracles and wonders. So that he could show God's power to them. Because he goes on to say, They also honored us in many ways. And when we departed, they provided such things that were necessary. Notice God allowed them to provide for these guys to go from this island to go to Rome, now 60 miles away, and to get to Rome safely. And after three months, we sailed. They stayed there for three months. We sailed in an Alexandrian ship. 
Notice, and who figurehead was the twin brothers, which had wintered at the island. In landing in Syracus, we stayed there for three days, which is Sicily here. That name is Sicily there. From there, we circle around and reached. He says, we reach all these names. I'll tell you, you can Regio. I just say, today is Regio. Today's island. And after one day, the south wind blew. And the next day, we came to Politio. Well, we found brethren were invited to stay with them seven days. So they gave him freedom in Rome to go to his friends' houses and stay with them. He says, and from there, when the brethren heard about us, they came to meet us as far as Apil, which is uh, about 43 miles away from Rome. They came to see Paul and three inns. And when Paul saw them, notice he thanked God and took courage. Wow. They do care for me. Recognizing that pretty soon he would be in the presence of the Lord. His life would come to an end. One day we're going to die. One day. We have to prepare ourselves every single day to be in the presence of the Lord. And when you prepare yourself, you say, well, how do you prepare yourself? Well, pray, read, wait, meditate. Take every opportunity to share the gospel with someone. If you want to see them in heaven. You see, our job is not to convert people. Our job is to pray for people. Our job is when the people see our lives, our lives, they can come to know Christ. Because not only they knew you before, but now they see your life as something that's happened in your life. And when they see true Christianity, a true witness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there is no possible way they can deny Jesus. No possible way. Your families are watching your life. Your friends are watching your life. And I wonder how many already have come to know Christ because of your life. So awesome. How many already have come to know Christ because of your life, the way you live your life? In all godliness, in all holiness, And having the boldness to say, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. No matter what anybody else may say, Lord, I live for you and I will die for you. Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He says, verse 16, finally in Rome. And now when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard. That Paul was permitted to dwell by himself with the soldiers who guarded him. I mean, look at the confidence and the trust that this guy has in Paul's life. And it came to pass after three days that Paul called the leaders of the Jews together. Notice, he's going to first time speak to the Jews again. So when they had come together, now they're on trial. He said to them, men and brethren... Though I have done nothing against our people, the Jews, or the custom of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who when they had examined me, wanted to let me go, which means I was not guilty, because there was no cause for putting me to death, and yet you wanted me to be put to death. Well, here you are. In the presence of Caesar near, go ahead, accuse me, and see if I'm guilty. But when the Jews spoke against it, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, 
Not that I had anything of which to accuse my nation. Notice, nothing to accuse my nation. For this reason, therefore, I have called for you to see you and to speak with you because for the hope of Israel, I am bound with these chains. You guys, Israel is my nation. You are my people. And I stand here before you. Again, the fulfillment of prophecy. Then they said to him, notice the response. We neither received letters from Judea concerning you, nor gave any of the brethren who came reported or spoken any evil of you. But we desire to hear from you what you think. For concerning this sect, we know that it is spoken against everywhere. Speaking of this sect, speaking of Christians, Christianity. So when they had appointed him a day in court, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God. So what does he do? He uses the opportunity to share the gospel, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning unto the evening. Imagine that. Telling him the gospel all the way through. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken. Notice a mixed crowd. And some disbelieved. Not everybody believes. Some believe, some don't believe. And so when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had sent one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers. This is what he said. He brings out the scriptures saying, Go to these people and say, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and will not perceive. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. For the heart of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Notice, willful rejection. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, repent, so they should heal them. Therefore, I say, let it be known unto you that salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. Notice. And they will hear it. Romans chapter 11, verse 7 to 10. The Gentiles receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had a great dispute among themselves. They couldn't do anything about what Paul had said. And then Paul the apostle, he dwelt two full years, notice, in his own rented house. Two years. And after that, it would be the end of his life. Receive all who came to him. Preaching, number one, the kingdom of God. Teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence. And no one forbidden him without any hindrances. His last two years, he was able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Man, how incredible it is when God is for you. And he goes behind you and he does everything he promised because he loves you. Reflecting on the Apostle Paul's extraordinary life, 
It's encouraging to remember that he was an ordinary flawed person, but the difference maker was his unwavering devotion to the Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's message, call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's teaching from Acts chapters 27 and 28. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Now, as you evaluate your own journey with God, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' empowering four-lesson study of the Holy Spirit. Available on either CD or flash drive, this series illuminates how God's Spirit can equip you with wisdom, courage, and strength to accomplish mighty things in Jesus' name, just as Paul did. You simply need to listen for the Lord's leading and prepare your heart to obey. To order Rawls' faith-building study of the Holy Spirit, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you this four-part series on a USB drive for a gift of $12 or on CD for $19. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Somebody Loves You Radio is a listener-supported ministry, and we're grateful for your partnership. Your tax-deductible gifts help us keep broadcasting the wisdom and truth of God's Word. Join us next time for a new series focused on the benefits of investing in God's kingdom-building work. We'll see that when we learn to trust the Lord to provide for our personal needs, we can find joy in using our resources to bless others. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.